0: listening to the Teen wolf Rewolf. So we are 24 hours post recording our last <laughs> episode because we're pre-recording. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, I'm not not excited to talk about this, but I do have great sympathy for Michael Babaro, because I could not imagine podcasting every day.
1: Yeah, it seems exhausting. I mean, I feel like if you're doing a, a news podcast, at least things change every day, you have new things to look forward to, We've seen Teen Wolf. Yeah.
0: But I mean, again, not that we're not <laughs> excited, but yeah. Again, although, while well, watching this episode, I was like, have I seen <laughs> this episode? I honestly think I just get so caught up in the euphoria of Riddle that I'm like, the rest of the season doesn't exist.
1: It n- doesn't matter. Um, parts of this episode are like, oh, yeah, I, I definitely remember that, but I don't think I would have put them all together. In the same episode, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I mean, I remember Coach getting shot with an arrow. I remember. I don't think we learned about Malia. I don't think I thought we learned about Malia this early. Yeah, that was kind
1: of a surprise to me as well. Um, I don't really remember that scene, like, b- before we watched it. And it felt it felt kind of weird, but I guess they were like, we gotta bring her back. It's been too many episodes since. Yeah. And I literally just praised that. I was like, I like how they brought in the coyote den. Yeah. Real subtle. <laughs>
0: Um, it's funny because I feel like there are definitely listeners who have either rewatched more recently than we have or have watched more times than we have because mm-hmm. um, obviously Teen Wolf is a comfort show uh, for as tragic as it is as you do yeah uh, and I think that we'll probably be like ah, I don't remember this and they're like you idiots who gave you the authority to do this and uh, the answer is we did yeah we got there first <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah Um, but yeah, so we are, as I mentioned in the last episode, pre-recording this, we're a week out from American Thanksgiving, so as to not record on American Thanksgiving or near it, we are doing this now.
1: I think it's funny that we have to specify American Thanksgiving. Like, I know that Canada celebrates
0: Thanksgiving, but... It's an entirely different holiday. Yeah, I... In Canada, they're celebrating, like, a there was like a, an explorer who was like looking for the Northwest passage and like came back and like with all of the things that they found, like had a feast on their boat. It has nothing to do with like American Mm -hmm. pilgrims. Um, Yeah. No, that's not to say it doesn't have anything to do with genocide. Canada is equally as guilty. Yeah. Uh,
1: just that particular celebration may not exactly be about that uh, particular thing, but yeah. Um,
0: what are you thankful for mm -hmm. this year?
1: Uh, I have a job. Cool. I'm thankful to have a job thankful for the rewolf and you know my oh, family God, i'm just not <laughs> thankful for the rewolf. i'm kidding uh for my family um yeah all things considered
0: yeah like there's so little mm-hmm. to be thankful for this year that when inevitably you could ask that question at the dinner table on thanksgiving like uh, i'm alive i'm gonna be like i don't personally know anyone who's died of coronavirus so i guess i'm thankful for that <laughs> Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a winner. But that does make it sound like I'm thankful that other people died of coronavirus, which is uh, truly totally not, not the case. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. Oh, it's just so I'm, I'm grateful to be uh, topside on the earth as opposed to dead. Yeah. So that part, I mean, I'm glad.
0: Although all the people who died in January of just random things are probably looking from the afterlife being like, thank God I missed out <laughs> on that one. <laughs>
1: There there were a couple of people who, like, died at the beginning of the year or even, like, at the beginning of the Trump presidency where I was like, thank fucking God George Carlin died, like, years ago because I can't imagine, like, the pressure of him having to be who he was
0: during that presidency. Like, thank God. Yeah. Oh, gosh. How will we ever recover? Who's to say? Mm-hmm. Tell us what you're thankful for, uh, Wolfpack. I'm sure you have other things. Maybe you live in a different country.
1: <laughs> Maybe you can see the sea from your window. I don't know.
0: If you can, I'm jealous. I am jealous. I guess we could move closer to the lake.
1: We could. But uh, inevitably, if we did, a building would crop up in our view, as that has is, happened. That is
0: true. Um, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Teen Wolf Rewind Podcast, a podcast where we treat Teen Wolf like Shakespeare. My name is Christian. I'm Julia. And we're about to get into it. So this week we're talking about uh, episode 7 of 3B, and it is
1: letharia vulpina
0: letharia vulpina which roughly translates into
1: wolf moss
0: oh oh yeah that thing (laughs) yeah it it (laughs) looks like it's funny because the stuff he pulls off the fountain actually just sort of looks like seaweed
1: it looks like moss
0: Mm, okay
1: i mean it looks like um very effervescent moss like it's it's not close cropped to the boulder he can just kind of pull it off but it does look like moss all
0: right I think it looks like seaweed (laughs) um but this episode is a bit of a turn from the last episode kind of a return to form Mm -hmm. a much more typical structure uh episode of Teen Wolf and before we get into it we do have to do our 60 second recap so Julia you are going first
1: yes I I am Do you think you can handle it? I don't know. My entire notes page is just plot notes. Uh,
0: Again, because I had no idea what happened in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But are you ready to give it a go? Mm One, two,
1: three. Okay, so Deaton shows up um, to treat a wolf who is sick at um, a Japanese home, and all of the people who are there are afraid to go into the garden, and we realize that this is the same garden where um, Chris saw the Nugitsune. The wolf... Uh, anyway, they're at the hospital. Kira um, pulls out the wire that is electrocuting everyone, and it's very cool. Um, Isaac gets electrocuted very badly, but he survives because he is a werewolf. Um, Stiles runs back, uh, runs away from the hospital. There's a bunch of flashbacks um, when Scott is dreaming about like what happened. Um, Raphael is looking for Katashi. Allison is waiting to see Isaac. Scott, um, takes away Isaac's pain in a really lovely little moment. Um, and Kira is researching the Nugitsune and she says that if you offended it, that is super, super bad. Um, coach basically forces everyone to sign a card for Isaac and then they go, uh, to the basement because styles is there with an emitter. Um, the Nugitsune is like causing styles to put up traps and everything. Um, Derek is at Chris's apartment, um, because he found an emitter in his apartment and then there's a bunch of money from Kakashi Katashi Naruto. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, you're out of time you weeb
0: <laughs> <laughs> you weeaboo uh <laughs> the freudian slip I, am i allowed just to say now. that that was racist
1: like no i i was looking at my notes and katashi is just so remarkably close to kakashi and i was like oh no
0: <laughs> i admittedly don't know who that is but you said naruto so I'm he's a he's a naruto character yes okay um
1: Wow. I'm so there <laughs> for you. I, I uh, let it be known, I love Naruto, um, but I can't believe I just did that. So, are you ready to I don't know recap? if I'm recovering from the Naruto
0: moment, well, but sure. I
1: really only got halfway through. Well, uh, let's see how well I can so. do. Okay. Um, are you ready? Yeah. You have one minute on the clock starting
0: now so the yakuza asked eaton to look at their wolf and he diagnoses it with advanced wolf spain and then there's a live wire in the in the flooded parking lot and kira like foxes out and absorbs it but like that doesn't save isaac who is rushed into the hospital and styles is nowhere to be found and then styles has been missing for two days and rafael asks Zelensky about the yakuza because something's happened and then allison has been waiting to see isaac in the hospital and they won't let her in because he has no family ouch uh, Scott takes his pain, um, and then uh, coach is weird about stuff. And Scott consorts with the twins, and then uh, a- hears Argent's emitter, and they go to the basement and find Void Styles, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm Real Styles." And then he's like, "I think there's a, tra- a trap somewhere on the lacrosse thing," so they go to the lacrosse match and or lacrosse practice, and then they're like, "No, no, no, there's a there's a, a, a trap," and then an arrow shoots coach. And then they're like, "There's a bomb," and they think it's on the bus, but it's actually in the police station. And when it goes off, uh, like Derek and Chris are there because they've been like arrested because that Raphael thinks that they are the ones who killed Silverfinger, who is now dead. Time's up. Wow. Anyway, we find out from Lydia that Peter is a dad, a daddy. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, while escaping the scene because they know that there's more oni coming styles and scott and kira go to the animal hospital and then styles is like newsflash asshole i've been void this whole time (laughs) and then eats all the pain that scott has absorbed throughout the episode which is
1: cool i liked that
0: i liked that too um yeah in case any of
1: you are wondering this episode is directed by russell mulcahy and you can tell because there's a lot of rain yes there's a lot of rain there's a rain fight even yes a Um, rain fight is his his uh mo his calling card yeah um it was written by jeff davis and angela harvey so
0: the the dynamic duo of this season back together again yeah um i liked it I liked it too. I had fun. I wish that we had gotten deeper into the plot notes, but it was sort of, I, we've had these episodes before where it's like a uh, 30 second scene, a 30 second scene, a 30 second scene. And it's kind of hard to keep up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, basically Deaton uh, like tranks Styles with the advanced Spain. Yes.
1: Um, because he wants to poison the fox. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's inside of Styles. Wouldn't
0: that just kill the human?
1: <laughs> I don't, no, if the, um, if the lichen isn't poisonous to humans, then probably not.
0: Um, all right. Well, we're going to talk about this episode through the theme of manipulation, uh, which is abundant mm-hmm. throughout a lot of, uh, sort of MacGuffins, a lot of misdirection. Um, where do you want to start?
1: Hmm.
0: Well, let's start with Scott. Okay, dokie. He, uh... Gets his ass handed to him by manipulation oh. in this episode.
1: He wants so badly to trust Styles um, and to believe when he shows up that uh, he is not being controlled by the Nugitsune. And I think it's kind of questionable whether or not it, like, the Nugitsune certainly is present, um, but Styles certainly seems like himself. So it, you understand why Scott would trust him, but.
0: It really bites him in the ass. It really does, and I think Scott is so stressed out that he doesn't notice. There's this horrible scene with like a bunch of like sepia tone, like quick flashes back to when it it was. We were sure he was the nogetsune, Mm -hmm. like Styles. And I think like Scott is so exhausted and so overwhelmed that he is. It's not like at this like I mentioned like in the last episode that he's not letting himself see like what's wrong with Styles at this point. He like. Just can't. He is so, in in taking in so much, like, information, there's such an overload that he actually can't separate. Like, my new difference is that he would notice normally because Styles is his best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Nogetsune takes that uh, um, opportunity and truly runs with it. Um, and ultimately, Scott ends up sort of aiding and abetting him the entire episode.
1: Yeah, I found it kind of interesting because when um, Styles shows up and he's like it's me, it's actually, like, uh, I'm here, I'm present, I don't know where I've been, but it's me. Um, I was really expecting one of those moments where Scott would be like, okay, tell me something that only Styles would know.
0: Yeah, which happens in literally every other teen thing, so Mm -hmm. why did they skip it on this one?
1: Uh, It seems like the most basic thing that he could have done to try and verify. But
0: I think the thing is, is, like, even if he did it, like, the Nogitsune would know, you know? Because he's, Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) living rent-free in Styles's brain, if you would.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that would help us as an audience better understand, like, their symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Um, to have that, like, reveal Parasitic. at the end. Yeah. Um,
0: Parasitic. Yes, you're I, yeah. correct.
1: Um, yeah, I I thought that was strange. Um, but you're right. I mean, Scott has a
0: lot to deal with. I think it would have better sort of demonstrated why Scott is so easily tricked if they had done that. And obviously, you know, they can be like, oh yeah, when we were 12, we did this or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which would make the reveal sort of at the end all the better. But yeah, Styles, no, uh, Scott is really sort of uh, at the mercy of pretty much everyone around him in this episode, which is what makes him so easy to manipulate. Um, and like in in times of like, you know, he at no point does Scott sort of process what it would be doing to him to take all of the pain from these other people because he's being pushed situationally by all these things. It's not like Allison or Isaac, whatever, manipulate him into taking Isaac's pain, but he's forced into that situation. Yeah. That scene is also very lovely.
1: Oh, it's so sweet. Um, we, I mean, we've also seen earlier um, in the season or last season, Derek like taking so much of Cora's pain that he loses his alpha status. So it can really take... Things away from you literally mm-hmm. uh, but scott doesn't know that no um what i find interesting is that the the twins are like the only people who are really not taken in
0: well i think this goes back to what we said last episode about Raphael, like being the one to figure out that styles isn't in a basement mm-hmm. and it's because he's so far removed you know he doesn't Mm -hmm. it it is way easier for the twins to be objective because they don't like like styles or their stakes are not as personal Mm -hmm. per se like they are on scott's side but they also aren't on the side of scott you know willingly like letting himself be manipulated again by the nogatsune and i don't know if they know that that's kind of what's happening but
1: i think they're i think they're certainly frustrated um
0: yeah they the second they see styles they wolf out and they're like it's on dude yeah
1: they're trying to help yeah
0: does it like i just this is gonna sound stupid i'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask this anyway like does a nookitsune not have like a smell that the wolves can pick up on you know how kira has her foxfire a nookitsune is also a, a a type of kitsune so why would that not have foxfire uh,
1: I, I don't have like an actual answer for you, but perhaps that's part of the reason why they call it void. Oh. Like he's just He nothing. empty. Yeah. Yeah. So he wouldn't have an aura and perhaps wouldn't, um, have a smell. Although, I mean, like it is clear to us, the audience, because they put a little bit of bruising makeup around Dylan O'Brien's beautiful eyes, um, to let us know.
0: Yeah. But other than that, like... I guess he's just
1: really good at impersonating Styles. So
0: funny that they're like, this is what we have to do to show that he's being tortured by an evil spirit. But that's just how I personally looked in high school, (laughs) sleeping three hours a night and drinking Diet Coke for breakfast. Literally.
1: Especially since Styles has gotten eight hours of sleep in like the last two weeks
0: or whatever. Do you ever think about being in high school where you'd like wake up at the ass crack of dawn and then go to school and do all your activities and then do your homework and then stay up until the ass crack of dawn and do it all again.
1: Yeah. Well, how did we make it through that? <laughs> I
0: literally don't know. I have more than five things on my agenda, even if they're basic tasks. I'm like, Oh God, I just couldn't be bothered.
1: But that's the reason why, like, I, I have friends that I like adore from high school, but that's why I don't trust people who like loved high school and, like, w- that's, like, the best time no, of their lives. No, because they peaked in high school. Yeah, months, it's like,
0: that a... you loved waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You loved, like, having acne and, like, no freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you loved not being able to drive. You loved not being able to drink legally. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. That, yeah. too.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, did your parents ever catch you hungover?
1: No. Although there was one time um when my mom came to pick me up after, um a party. I was not in high school, but I was like still underage and I was still drunk. And then we had to go to church. Oh, it was, uh, quite a time. Although like the fact that I was not hung over in church was amazing because it would have made it so much worse. No, you were just vibing. I was having a fantastic <laughs> time. Yeah. Oh, the other horrible part of that story is that we had two like exchange students with us. Oh God, Julia. <laughs>
0: Jesus. It's so,
1: like, but, uh, but on the list of like, Shitty uh alcohol stories. That's like one of the worst ones. So uh-huh. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I don't... <sighs> don't recommend drinking that much though. Just no. in general. I don't
0: yeah, I don't remember <laughs> I don't even recommend drinking at this point. <laughs> Full stop, guys. It's uh, uh, not good. Um anyway. So yes, Scott is a very emotionally vulnerable, which is obviously the first step to being manipulated.
1: And it happens so easily, which is uh, frustrating because this is this keeps happening
0: well I also think yes it keeps happening but like without his voice of reason oh Stiles how the F is he supposed to know anything we know Scott is stupid and also really like Scott's fatal flaw is wanting to see the best in everybody and it bites him in the ass constantly he
1: he, he is a himbo uh
0: extraordinaire yeah he is peak himboism um although I mean the the other thing
1: about that is like I, I'm curious to know your thoughts because I, I don't remember watching this episode for the first time, clearly because I couldn't remember no, this episode, not at all. but, um, there's obviously like a lot going on in the scenes. And so you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even really see like the minute detail that Dylan O'Brien is doing. And so, um, like, I'm wondering if you go back and watch it again, if the reveal at the
0: end is as, is as much of a surprise, um, because it really, I, it really I, <laughs> I, as much as I felt like I was watching this for the first time, I think I'd need to watch it for the first time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: the little reveal felt a little heavy-handed, um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, should we move into talking about the girls? Let's talk about the girls. We finally have an episode that like passes the Bechdel test again. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, the whole interaction where Lydia brings Allison to Derek's apartment because she wants some protection, but she like needs answers from Peter. I love that dynamic.
0: Well, it's also just the, the dynamic you have with your girlfriends in the face of scary men. Yes. Every time you go on a date, you leave the house, you drop the pin, you share your location, Sometimes I have friends who will bring a friend on a date and that friend will sit at a different part in the restaurant. This is Allison sitting in a different part of the restaurant.
1: Yeah, it's a a deep wish to not be murdered. Uh-huh. Um, that God, is present in everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Allison uh is very skeptical about this whole uh endeavor to go get as she is right help. to be. Yes, because Peter, as we know, is a manipulative little
0: bitch. Can I just say about Ian Bowen? Oh God, some of his, like, <gasps> dramatic lines are so effing campy, and I wish somebody directorially stepped in and was like, can you talk like a person? He
1: really nails it in some episodes, and then in some you're like,
0: It's just the overabundance okay. of it, and this entire episode was him just, like, Kenneth Branagh his way through every scene, not in the good way.
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs>
0: No. and that was not a shade on Kenneth Branagh like I mean a bad impersonation of him
1: no I am I am just now thinking about Ian Bowen as Kenneth Branagh though that is funny um yeah he he wants some information and he also he knows that Lydia is gonna come to him because Peter knows everything no well
0: Peter the first seed of manipulation is him talking to her mom
1: yeah and he gave for her his
0: well, this goes, this, that's like right back to him taking Melissa on, Melissa a, date. on a date. Yeah, yeah
1: for sure. Um, Slimy
0: bastard.
1: And the fact that. I uh, feel like
0: I know what Peter's cologne smells like. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's, a, it's like a Drac- Dracarnoir. Ugh. Really like a But like too, it,
0: too much of it.
1: You can smell him when he leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. Always wearing a V-neck. Don't get it. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People have completely <laughs> turned out. Um, yeah, but in we do see this really, really kind of great thing about like. Allison doesn't really want Lydia to go talk to Peter because Allison knows how susceptible she would be to, the, to that kind of manipulation. Not because she thinks that Lydia is weak, just because
1: yeah. in, the,
0: in the face of Peter, like, she is emotionally vulnerable. She's upset. Knowing that she needs his help is automatically setting her up to be pushed in the wrong direction and Allison is there to be a badass and hit him with a lightning rod every time he does anything sketchy which Which is yes
1: excellent proper
0: response
1: I really like um obviously like Allison has had to kind of make her peace with Derek and the other werewolves but Peter is the one that she's never going to forgive um or even really, like, let into her life, and I appreciate that, because she shouldn't have to. No. Um, And the fact that Lydia is, like, willing to put that aside shows, like, a real practicality on her part, Um, and it's kind of funny to think that he has been manipulating her ever since season one, when he... Mauls Peter her on, plays the long on game the lacrosse field because he literally says like, I am the one who awakened your powers basically. Yeah. So not only is he using her to get something that he wants right now, but he essentially made that happen for himself.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he knew that then. No, but,
1: uh, but he right. certainly saw the advantages. Yes. Once it happened.
0: Um, and Lydia, <sighs> We've said, like, you know, Derek was, at least, was a little bit Scott's werewolf school. Lydia is looking for answers from anybody, which could even be Peter, and he desperately needs to figure out what that memory is that I, okay, I have a question. Does he, like, remember the memory being taken? Is that the ish? Because if I were Talia, I would have taken that, too.
1: <laughs> I I would have also. Um, it doesn't seem uh, outlandish to me that he would know, because I I'm assuming that the Method for removing a memory is like uh, it painful and requires some sort of contact with the claws. So perhaps he knows that something happened and just kind of assumes she
0: has to like stick her claws in the back of his neck. Mm -hmm. She just goes right for like
1: yeah, but it's I mean as we saw with Derek, it's like immensely painful. Yeah, so that doesn't seem like something he would forget. Forget no, but my point was that
0: if I were Talia, I would have been like that too.
1: I don't know, maybe it's a really difficult uh, process, I'm sure. But also, the number of memories that you would. I mean, like, you'd have to get rid of the moment that you knew. Yeah. Um, but also, there was probably the sex involved.
0: Yeah, well, no, because, I mean, if he doesn't know that the sex began a guess, child. I guess. But couldn't he? How many, how many dudes in this world are walking around not having any clue that they have a child? Yeah, too many many. for comfort.
1: (laughs) Too many for comfort.
0: Yeah, but Um, Peter, you know, Peter doesn't know that that's what the information is. But I think Peter is somebody who is so obsessed with being ahead like I said, playing the long game that any, if there's any information in the world that he does not have, he needs to get it, which is why he pushes like manipulates Lydia into coming to help him, Mm -hmm. um, to find out that he is a dad. Which what a strange plot (laughs) point.
1: I've never really understood it. I, uh, I really like the Peter Malia interactions in the later seasons. I think they're fun. I have never understood why it was necessary to Mm, make them related to have her be part of the main cast. Like she would have been part of the main cast anyway. anyway. Um, and then like they compare pictures of them, which first of all, where did they get the picture of Peter? That's what really what I'm wondering. Peter has a Facebook. (laughs) Oh, he sure does. Yeah. He has a Facebook. And then they get the, I guess the newspaper came and like took a pretty picture of Malia now that she's back and all cleaned up. Weird.
0: Uh, yeah I love how they're like they look alike only because they're white look you put two white
1: people next to each other and you're like I can can see see it it. yeah (laughs) clever move I guess yeah um they both have faces um amazing yeah I mean well Lydia is kind of she kind of turns the tables on Peter a little bit um manipulating him as she walks away Mm -hmm. because he knows that she knows who it is and yeah. she won't tell him. And then Allison zaps him. Very yeah. satisfying.
0: Yes, it is. Allison has kind of been interesting. She is more sort of uh, playing a protective role in this episode. She doesn't have a lot to do, unfortunately, much to my dismay. Mm-hmm. She is somebody who is, I think, feeling weakened by sort of having everybody right now in the friend group be so fractured. And like right now her biggest sort of reliance of like emotional support has been Isaac and he's he's down for the count currently dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And her dad has been gone for two days as we know, because he's been looking for styles. So she has been solo.
1: I think you can see kind of the effect of that in the way that she channels her energy because she is so, so determined to just be there to protect Lydia that even when Peter tries to like goad her uh-huh. into snapping or like doing something she might regret with her little zappy wand um, by like taunting her about Kate, it takes her a minute to break. Um, and even then, like as soon as Lydia is like, shut the hell up, like she snaps too. Um, she's so, so focused on that like one particular thing because you know, that's what you do when you cannot control anything else in your life. Yes. You pick one thing.
0: Yep. And she does. Um, should we talk a little bit about Deaton? Yes. Uh, Deaton is sneaky in this episode. He is, uh, he is like the other master manipulator, because Peter actually doesn't do that good of a job. <laughs> he sort of just no. threatens them into helping him. Yeah. Whereas Deaton sneaks in. He gets the seaweed. He, well,
1: he poisons, poisons the wolf. He poisons a
0: dog. Yeah, the wolf. I think he doesn't poison it. He, like, gives it, like, a sedative. Yeah, he, yeah, he gives he it would, a powerful, I, poison. I, I think agent. there's, like, a Hippocratic Oath for vets.
1: <laughs> uh, don't kill dogs. Don't kill
0: dogs, yeah. Um, also, I know if... It, okay, there is no way that a small animal vet would ever be treating, like, regular wolves, so it's really funny that they call him in.
1: He must have some sort of reputation. Yeah. Because, like... Uh, at the, in the also I, in
0: my experience of knowing vets, which I know many, none of them who are large animal vets and none of them have traded a wolf.
1: Well, also you can be like an exotic yeah. vet, which it's never implied that that's what Deaton is. But even like during the quote unquote mountain lion attacks, like the sheriff comes to Deaton mm-hmm. to ask him a question about it. So the man must have a reputation yeah, of some kind.
0: Like a, a special that we don't know about
1: or maybe he is the only vet for 50 miles you unlikely but possible
0: perhaps <laughs> he just has to do everything god being a vet is so weird sometimes i think about some of like the veterinary procedures i assisted on when like working with horses and so weird all of them were weird i watched an eyeball get removed once that is not a thing that i would like to watch fascinating procedure
1: i believe you really gross um <laughs> That, too, that I would imagine, that watching an eyeball come out would be a thing you don't don't care for.
0: I know that that horse is doing really well, though. His name is Seeger.
1: As in Bob, Bob Seeger? Bob Seeger, uh-huh. Who, uh, yeah, loves Michigan. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, I love that. I love that there's a, a horse. Horse named Seeger? Named yeah. Seeger,
0: yeah. Um, Working the, on my night moves. I love Bob Seeger. I do, too. Anyway... <laughs> 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 people heard night moves and we're like unsubscribe um people tell us your favorite bob, bob seager song. song um anyway uh but deaton goes in gets the seaweed is also is is he he has to know that when scott is texting him being like we're bringing styles to the clinic like he is totally like on the prowl waiting like, like the juice i got the trank gun whatever yeah. he does to styles
1: which is interesting because if the implication is that he was there the whole time, he really let void styles come in and like twist the knife literally. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, this might be going a hair too far, but Scott knows now. Yeah. Like there's there's no way that he can possibly deny styles's culpability. Um voidism, his voidism, his no Yeah. Uh yeah, I think... I mean, if he was there, it was very smart of him to wait.
0: Yeah. Yes. To let that happen. Um, very manipulative. Yeah. Oh, especially because, again, like, Scott has been so willing to forgive for these weird things. And, like, he he needed to be completely shown the the Nogitsune's face, it, for all intents and purposes, um, before... He, you know, trying mm-hmm. Styles because otherwise he'd be like, "Where did you do that? I mean, he, you know, he, he could still be uh, Styles. And it's like, No, 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 he couldn't. He's trying to kill you. Which is perhaps another way that Deaton is manipulating a situation. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I was weirdly like impressed with Deaton in this episode. We complain about him all the time, but today I was like, No, he did a good job.
1: This is one of those moments where like he's been keeping information from people but with good reason. Mm -hmm. Like I think the new Kitsune, if it is in Styles' mind, probably knows about Deaton, but doesn't necessarily know that Deaton would know anything about Kitsune's, no Kitsune's. Um, So him kind of staying back, I don't know, maybe they couldn't get that actor. Maybe they didn't want to write him in, but him staying back and not like providing more information really gave him an advantage to be able to come in and like save the day when you, Needed most. I agree, and to come up with a plan because maybe he didn't have one before, but he had like time to figure it out.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, speaking of withholding information, we should probably talk about Kira really quickly before we move into our Styles discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is at like the complete mercy of her parents, who are telling her absolutely nothing. This isn't so much manipulation; it is as it is like withholding information. Um, which can be manipulative yeah and I just I don't understand why Kira's mom isn't telling her things
1: why she's not telling her things why she seems kind of angry at the hospital that Kira like saved people um like she seems really frustrated and she's like no one can see you like that um well
0: I mean we we had similar feelings about Scott in the first season
1: yes um
0: I, I don't know. I
1: feel like if you are a parent with the same uh, powers, maybe you're a little more understanding.
0: Well, I mean, Derek wasn't to Scott. They're not
1: related. They do love each other,
0: but they're, they're br- not. Related. They're brothers, <laughs> which <laughs> is why it is so funny when Scott tells Liam we're brothers now, and he's like, "You bit me." <laughs> God, I I can't wait for I'm, Liam. I'm pumped for Liam too.
1: Um. Yeah, it, uh, it's very cool to see Kira kind of get control a little bit of control over her powers because she puts out the live wire, um, thus saving some people. Isaac. Isaac. Um, I think Isaac
0: is probably the only one who lives in it's only because he's a wolf, which is tragic.
1: Yeah, terrifying. That was also an episode on Grey's Anatomy when they're like in the basement and there's like water and electrocution. Uh, yeah, can I
0: also just say like, why did anybody get out of their car? Keep driving.
1: Keep driving. Keep also, driving. or just stay in your car. Your tires are rubber; they don't conduct electricity. Yeah, you're fine. You're okay. That's
0: what they literally tell you if there's a down power line is to stay in a car.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, the the listeners cannot see that I'm rolling my eyes, but, um, yeah. It seems. It really seems at this point because Akira is involved in what's going on. Her mom has to see. That she's hanging out with Scott. Her dad works at school. Yeah. He sees that she's hanging out with that group of people. And she clearly knows that Styles is the Nogitsune. So her not bringing Kira in is baffling to me.
0: Yeah. Also, I feel like she's putting Kira in more danger. Like, the fact that they're fighting the Oni, mm-hmm. even though the Oni would solve everyone's problem except for Styles Is yeah. uh is... Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. Um, but we we're gonna end up talking a lot more about her in the coming episodes. I just wanted to quickly touch on Kira really quickly. Uh, Styles Styles hmm. is essentially a like a marionette puppet to the Nogitsune in this episode. So in a way, is being manipulated obviously because there is, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a demon living mm-hmm. in his brain. Um, but also is the facilitator of the rest of the manipulation in this episode and leads me to one of my favorite twists of the season, which I kind of forgot about, which is the bomb in the police station.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, so good.
1: So good. And then the knowledge at the end of the episode that the reason that he did those things, well, one, because um, he's an agent of chaos, but two, that that is like what powers him. Uh-huh. As a Nugitsune, and to know that, like, Scott would be there. And Scott would be helping people and taking pain and taking chaos. um, And then he would feed off of that. Like, the long game manipulation of that is insane. Same. To set Derek and Chris up for murder. Yeah. To put the bomb in the police station.
0: Yeah, he kills Katashi not because he needs... To, uh but mostly because it puts everybody in the right place this is all about moving chess pieces
1: mm-hmm.
0: a familiar metaphor for styles oh yeah um and you know chris is somebody who again doesn't have that strong relationship with styles or even the situation he's been sort of on the outskirts this whole season is able to sit here and be like this isn't right we're not in here for the right reason. Like, I can't tell why we've made it to the police station. I don't know what is mush- like pushing us in this direction. And he keeps telling Derek over and over again, like, we can't leave until I figure this out. If we escape, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're screwed anyway for staying there. And then Derek saves him. When Derek is like, I'm fine. <laughs> and his entire back is covered in glass. He looks like a hedgehog. So yeah, he does. <laughs> like, um,
1: his shirt was blue. And it is just a darker blue now. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. He literally says to Chris like moments before the bomb goes off, where he's like, "Don't expect me to just like save your life." Save your life. Yeah. Which he literally then does. Uh huh. Um, we knew you would. One because like he's just there. I think it's like the mom instinct. Like you're in a car and you stop suddenly and you're like, "Put you put your hand out."
0: Well, I think for. <laughs> I think even though their differences are kind of settled, kind of, like Derek would never admit that to Chris in case anything went in the wrong direction, and then that ended up being the test that proved that he was just sort of um, saving face. Uh, But yeah, Styles orchestrates all of this. And the fact that the Nogitsune has a hand in every corner of this episode, except for kind of... Peter's corner of the episode, who is a manipulative asshole in his own special way, is very impressive. And I said, you said uh, yesterday, a week ago, uh, (laughs) whenever you're listening, that uh, Teen Wolf doesn't always have to be clever because teen shows aren't actually dictated by that. Uh, But again, like Teen Wolf sort of proves itself to be, you know... I, ahead of the pack, if you will. Oh, like, I don't
1: necessarily think that um, teen shows have to be clever because for me, that's not what makes it enjoyable most of the time. No,
0: it's mostly like campy garbage that I'm like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. inject it intravenously. <laughs> I I need it to live. Yeah.
1: Um. But, and I, I also think that if there were um more seasons like this that were very focused on manipulation and like every particular corner of every plot being like so carefully orchestrated that's kind of what happens with jennifer but it's not as cohesive Mm -hmm. i think it could get a little overwhelming um so it is special to this particular plot Mm -hmm. and it really works yeah um and it's also horrifying to see like the amount of destruction that this uh evil spirit can be a part of. I love a trickster story. Oh, me too. They're the best. Oh, and, and the idea, what I find very, um, interesting, and I don't really remember how the world war II episode plays out. Like I know that revenge is on, is on the table. Uh It's on the menu. Yep. Um, but there's so much like indiscriminate pain and chaos that the Nogitsune causes, just for the hell of it.
0: Yeah. Um, like curious Me too. <laughs> In my day-to-day life. I woke up and I
1: decided to ruin lunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'll be like... You know when you're like, maybe this is a me thing. You know when you're like, I'm going to go pick an argument. Like, I'm going to go start a fight to see what happens.
1: Um, My deeply unconfrontational self cannot relate. I but- am
0: a full... Aries and my chart is almost entirely fire signs um I love picking an argument especially if I know I'm gonna win or especially if I know I have no stake in either side oh it's so fun anyway that is why I like everything about this I just plotline. retreated
1: into my crab shell a oh little bit. <laughs> no
0: oh because you are um, a cancer I
1: am I'm like a double water sign and then a Scorpio. So, um, I'm just a mess. Um, uh, yeah, no, Scorpio is also a water sign. I know that there's,
0: I know that there is other, like, (laughs) I know that there's other chaotic people listening being like, Oh yeah, that shit's great. Anyway, (laughs) but it's really fun when that happens on a grand scale in an, an episode. And I'm not trying to be like, shitty about this because i won't pick fights with people who i know aren't going to enjoy the argument Mm -hmm. that's pointless it's with my other confrontational friends where i'm like i think this inflammatory thing and then seeing what they say
1: (laughs) i can see where that would be enjoyable for you it's so
0: fun (laughs) um
1: you know what actually that kind of reminds me of not the argument picking but the uh nogitsune and the chaos thing Uh it kind of reminds me of the dark knight um and the whole premise of Heath ledger's joker yeah. um, With his, like, when he's, like, blowing up the hospital and the little, here we go. And, like, things just start blowing up. Yeah. And.
0: I mean, like, is truly, like, an agent of chaos.
1: Yeah. He burns all the money I and mean, they're like, why are you doing that? And he's like. Because I can. Because I, cause Cause I can.
0: Yeah. Because it's fun. <laughs>
1: Literally. Because <laughs> it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, in theory, some, like, deeper thing going on with the Nugitsune. But a lot of it is just, like, I'm going to blow shit up cool into it literally. literally I mean and
0: there are trickster spirits and like trickster gods in like every culture yeah culture mm-hmm. and uh, it's cool that we get to explore that in this and to have Dylan O'Brien be so good and be able to switch so flawlessly between the two when he oh his whole sort of like uh it's like almost a bravado when he's like holding his hand up and is like I'm not going to hurt you Scott and then turns Mm-hmm. The sword is so good. He's so clearly it, it shows how smart the Nogitsune is. How smart the Nogitsune is to uh, to take on the sort of physicality and like vocal range of Styles before he switches. Mm-hmm. Like that is another really brilliant part of the manipulation of this. Is that it's so quick for him to just be like, "Oh, I'm poor, pathetic Styles," and then be like, "Actually, motherfuckers," and you know,
1: yeah, so good. He's manipulated. I actually um and I know that we've talked about this before, but when we were talking about, like, trickster spirits, um, they very easily could have gone the French route with Reynard the fox, yeah, um, which would have made sense with the Argents, but I'm really glad they decided to move away from that aspect of the yeah. show.
0: It gets french later. Mm-hmm.
1: With the, the beast of Gévedon.
0: Le bât de Gévedon. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're excited for that, can you tell? I am actually excited for that because I think that is, like crystal reed's brief appearance in season five is like oh thank god something to break up this horrible season
1: her french accent though is
0: horrendous so hard to listen to you can take the girl out of michigan but you can't take the michigan out of the girl
1: um it doesn't make the episode unwatchable but i did like spend the whole time just like with my like shoulders up to my ears and cringe
0: it really sounds like omelet (laughs) du fromage ha 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 baguette (laughs) yeah that's how it sounds i'm just constantly thinking of that guy who was on french tv uh saying yeah that. i saw that <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. anyway i think that kind of wraps up our discussion right mm-hmm. i don't have a lot there this episode is so much more action heavy than it is like
1: yeah there are fight scenes people get shot um there's a bomb
0: yeah it's a lot of a lot a lot is happening it's not quiet yes a lot is happening. That's a lot. Not a lot is occurring. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready to move, move into Q's notes? Let's do it. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So this house is, this like Japanese garden is in California? Yeah, sure. Okay. I didn't Why know that. Not? I thought this whole time that like Chris had gone oh, oh my God, to Japan- I thought you were
1: talking about the architecture and no, that is exactly the same thought that I had because I remember, like I remember Deaton being here. Mm -hmm. um, And I remember, I like, I remember the whole thing. And then I was like, no, are they implying that this house is in California? I think they are.
0: Which it, which Japanese architecture is totally like all over California. Like so much of like, so much of the architecture in California, especially is inspired by Japanese and Spanish architecture, which is why it looks the way it does. in like Mm -hmm. California, is cool and has obviously a massive Japanese immigrant population. So it doesn't entirely throw me off that it exists there. I just had no idea that that's where that was.
1: No, and I think, um, I definitely think the implication in the flashback was that
0: they were in Japan. We're
1: in Japan because I guess my question is that, um, if you are like in california and you're selling to a bunch of different buyers um and you all of a sudden come across a group of like japanese men who are heavily armed like that is that seems like it would be out of place not that there isn't like a huge japanese like immigrant population there um but wouldn't you be like a little suspicious? Uh
0: I we never talk about the ethics of the Argents arms dealing. I don't actually think that they discriminate who they sell to. And uh it, every city has a mob and those oh, mobs are of all different types of people. I
1: guess I just it doesn't make sense to me that Chris didn't know what he was walking into. It doesn't make sense to me that the house was No, in it makes it makes sense to me
0: that 18-year-old Chris didn't know what he was walking into. Just in the
1: context of like now I,
0: yeah
1: it, it's i don't understand where the house is supposed to be
0: uh in california yeah, but, i assume but why i assume that there is yakuza in this country just on the basis of like the mob is everywhere mm-hmm. like every type of mob is everywhere uh but they would probably keep a lower profile than like a sort of ginormous japanese architecture mansion on a hill prop probably yeah
1: it, it, it was just weird. That stuck out to me as well. Yeah. I was confused.
0: Any other questions? Um,
1: that was the big one. Observations? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sure I have some. Uh, you go first. I need to find them in my notes.
0: Okay, one, Scott has two hands, and in this episode, he uses them to hold Allison and Isaac's hands, which is what we've been saying. If the Teen Wolf Fighters were brave, they'd be a throuple. <laughs> a power
1: thru- Like, they are all... Th- Allison and Scott are so concerned about Isaac and they're both there to like comfort him and be his family. Yes.
0: Also, I love how Melissa's like, well, I have a key card. Dude, you are probably registered with the state as a foster mom at this moment. If Isaac is living in your house, like they didn't stop. They didn't Mm -hmm. stop keeping tabs on him. He's a minor who was in the system. Yeah.
1: I also thought that hospital room was really weird.
0: I think it's a, a, it's like a burn room.
1: That was my thought also. It just didn't seem like sterile enough for like. I feel like you shouldn't be able to come in through double doors in a burn unit.
0: No, um, I well, I know for a fact you can't um, because because I once <laughs> burned myself really weirdly, um, and it's it's actually well, it is automatic doors, so you're not touching anything because everything has to be sterile. I don't think it would be double doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much air much air too much outside air that is not sanitary no yeah that burns suck
1: they really they mess up your whole life like
0: yeah <laughs> I still have nerve damage yeah crazy just
1: insane stuff
0: um yeah no I just I loved that moment especially because it a little bit felt to me like Scott was like I know why you are here and I am here for the same reason and that is okay mm-hmm um also just like they love isaac isaac just really can never catch a break uh my other observation is that i know this was really heavy-handed pun intended when (laughs) styles lifts his hands from the coach and they're covered in blood very lady Macbeth. very lady Macbeth, but also like that should that obviously should have been the indication if you were not at, at if you still thought that that wasn't the Nogitsune, that is clearly what they're trying to tell you. And as I have mentioned in like the last five episodes, he just has beautiful hands and the whole blood. It just, it looked good. It, this whole episode looked good. It was bright. It was bright. I could a see everything. Thank you, Russell. B- big fan, big ups. Yeah. Uh, oh, and my last thing is when Parrish is diffusing the bomb. Um we get the idea that he was like a sort of hurt locker situation yeah. in wherever he was serving. <laughs> um, Afghanistan? Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I just love when he's like, I know I look young. It's cause I'm 24. <laughs> uh, I am 24 right now and currently am in the running of age, age group people to play high schoolers still.
1: Yeah. Um, 24 is not old. No, it's not old. I. Well, no, he's, he's like, um, I know you're going to tell me that I look young, but I'm actually 24, 24. which is kind of funny to me because, um, I barely felt like an adult at 24.
0: Uh, I have aged considerably this last year.
1: Sure. That's fair.
0: Um, (laughs) also you say as if you're not like only two years older than me,
1: but I'd like distinctly remember I was, um, very adrift.
0: I was I, was I a hard think time. that a big part of that though is is uh, because you transferred schools.
1: Yes. Um, now I also like I don't know. I think you expect people to be who were in the military to like be older or to like well, look not, older. I
0: am assuming he joined at eighteen. Yeah. Instead of you know doing
1: college R. or whatever. Or I
0: guess he could have. if he's twenty four he could have done ROTC and then served two tours and then came back. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that makes sense. We are
1: thinking.
0: But then he would not be a cop. He'd have like a job in America or Uh, would be a career military man.
1: I promise you we're thinking about this more than Jeff Davis did.
0: Oh, for sure. You're in the military. Like I know that. Oh God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But 24 is not old. No. Also, it nor is it
1: particularly young. young. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Weird, weird, weird. That was my last observation. Do you have any others? Uh,
1: Ryan Kelly's eyes. Beautiful. That light is hitting them. He's a so pretty well. man. He's gorgeous. Um, I really, really loved the effect of Kira putting out the live wire.
0: Yeah, just putting her hand over it. I was like, that's baller. That's
1: badass. And also like um the fact that her eyes are glowing, which we've seen before, I think, like mm-hmm. when she gets electrocuted. <laughs> um, but like the power, the music they're putting behind it, like she is more powerful than all of the werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nuts. Um and it's very cool to be able to like see her Use that, um, and she gets to do a cool ass backflip, which is totally unnecessary, but I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I love when she's like outrunning everybody in cross country because her powers are like manifesting, and she's like, Oh my god, I'm running so fast! Which, oh my gosh, Kira is so adorable, everything she does is like, You are so charming. And Scott has to like, He has to grab her and like swing around to like, That's how fast she's running, that he needs to sort of do like a whip it situation where he's like, Could you? we have things to do
1: but it was it was such a sweet little moment between them because she's like did you see how fast I was going and he's like yeah Yeah. but we need to stop I am very
0: proud (laughs) but things are happening yeah Arden Cho is so little she's so small she's small teeny weeny um Tyler Tyler Posey's not that tall yeah he's like 5'10 so I feel like if we looked it up we'd be I bet Arden Cho and Holland Roden are about the same height probably they're both like 5'3
1: I, she's probably a little taller, a little taller, taller than that. Um, yeah, just a lovely little moment. There's not a lot of time to breathe in this episode. And even then you're not breathing, but you're like, oh, Kieran Scott, How oh nice.
0: Hey, every ship that's on the screen is the one you're supposed to be shipping. They just like each other so much. They do.
1: Um, I love Coach. Was glad he was in this episode. I forgot.
0: Is this the last time we see him until? Season four? Yeah.
1: Possibly um he's always a welcome addition yeah they're very smart in that they use him sparingly
0: yeah if orney adams was a bigger part of the show i'd be like oh my god he's so annoying but, but because he, he just shows up to like scream i'm
1: like yeah his whole you. thing
0: about being like everybody's gonna write a note to isaac that makes me weep i'm like yes i would write the note to isaac that would make you weep yep and also that danny's like i'll do it. And so i'm like danny, danny is awesome also loves isaac and i love knowing that danny loves isaac
1: He volunteers so fast,
0: which makes me think that Isaac probably had a pretty good reputation on the lacrosse team just as like being a nice dude before Mm -hmm. he got werewolfed.
1: I also, um, think it's funny because it's not lacrosse. It's cross country. Oh yeah. Um, but I think it's funny the implication that all of the lacrosse boys just like do cross country on the off season. They
0: they say that in the first episode, they have to, they have to, that coach makes them just so they don't get, they don't get out of shape.
1: I love that. That was not a thing in my high school. I don't think um, nobody correct me because I don't care.
0: Well, the cro- the track kids had to do cross country, and I think vice versa, in my high school. Yeah. Um. Was that the end of your observations? I think so. Cool. Alpha of the week? No. Pack stats.
1: Pack stats. Yeah. We we actually have some pack stats this week. Very exciting. Um. We've got five eyes, including one from Kira. How exciting! A non-werewolf. She has cool eyes. Mm-hmm. They're like. They kind of flicker. It's interesting. It's like different. flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I pointed how, to candles. How You guys can't see that, but I pointed to candles. Um, two claws. Cool. Um We got a nice little Derek hand grab, claws out, and then I just counted Talia's claws because sure. why not. Um, no shirts that I saw. Fine by me. And uh, no ads that I saw. And no sirens thus far. Hmm. Or maybe a little tiny bit of one. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Um, do you have an alpha of the week?
1: Hmm. Deaton.
0: Yeah, weirdly, right? He... Actually, Derek. I'm giving it to Derek this week. He does
1: save Chris. Yeah. Deaton and Derek both... Oh. <laughs> they both perform essential functions and save people. Yes. Big
0: fan. And a little parish too. I mean, he didn't actually defuse a bomb, but the fact that he could is crazy. Oh, and he was so nice to Jared.
1: Yeah. It was very sweet to him. Yes. Yeah.
0: Return of Jared. Return of that kid's Jared. agent got a call, and they were like, "Yeah, we need him to be back and be that same thing on Teen Wolf." And he was like, "Cool, I'll all be right, there. sounds Party good." Hard. Um, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. This uh, has been a very chaotic episode of the Teen Wolf Rewolf. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please follow us on Twitter at Teen Wolf underscore Rewolf, which is also our Instagram handle. You can follow us at Tumblr at Teen Wolf Rewolf, and our Facebook group is Teen Wolf Rewolf Podcast. Join it, share the memes, hang out with us. Uh, if you liked this episode or any of our episodes, please leave us a written review on iTunes so that we can find other members of the Wolf Pack. If you leave us five stars and a written review, we'll shout you out on Twitter and on the pod um, and be eternally grateful. Um, we're still a little up in the air, but whether or not we're going to be continuing through December right now, it looks like we are, um, you'll get, uh, episodes through December up until Christmas, mm-hmm. um, with hopefully some Christmas bonus content. Are we just going to watch the Grinch again? Maybe. 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 We might do that. We, um, talk and think about it year round. So. so, yeah. Um, but again, just to be transparent, I don't want anybody to be like, where are they? Um yeah things are because people also like there's been days and like weeks when i've been like oh hey we're not recording this week and i'll get dms being like are you guys okay we're good we're just we, mm." we are
1: at the mercy of a pandemic a pandemic and also whatever our government decides to do about it yes um not the federal government Because they ain't shit, but, you know, the governors and the the mayors.
0: So, yeah, we'll try to be back as soon as possible. Um, On that lovely note, uh, we hope that our American listeners have a peaceful, uh, quiet, safe, socially distant Thanksgiving. Thank God you don't have to see your relatives from out of town this year because that's not safe. Um, If you are not uh, American, have a good week. Do something special. Do celebrate something special. Get ready for Christmas if you celebrate Christmas, or
1: have a have a nice day.
0: Yeah, just have a good day. <laughs> and uh, as always, have a wolf of a week. A-woo! Woo!